Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag NFL. Here's the snap to Brady. They send a safety blitz. Gets about a caught ball. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Gronkowski again. Fire the cannons. Back goes Prescott. Deep ball down the right side. He's got Cooper on the right side of the end zone. Comes up with the ball and the touchdown. Snap is back. Zerline's kick is plenty long enough, and it sails through. And Dallas leads Tampa Bay with a minute 24 to play. A 36-yard field goal attempt. Far side hash by Ryan suck up to win it. 29-28 Cowboys. Seven seconds left. Good snap. The spot. Here's the kick by Suckup. Is it good? It is good! Bucks take the lead at 31-29 with two seconds left. How about them Buccaneers defending the Super Bowl championship and taking the lead with just two seconds left in the game. And there is the NFL season opener. The season starts with Tom Brady looking awesome. Dak Prescott looked pretty awesome too, but Tom Brady had a minute 24 at the end of the game. So Tampa Bay gets the win, 31-29. People like offense, 108 passes thrown, about 800 yards of passing. That's the offensive show you're looking for, isn't it, PK? How many referees are out on the field? I believe it's seven. Okay, well, it's so difficult to beat 18 on 11. (laughs) Jeez, Tom Brady gets everything favored. Godwin. Michael Jordan came out of his seat and said, how could you not call that? It's a joke. Pushing off. It was also a dynamic game. I don't know that you'll have a better game all season, really. (laughs) That was really as good as it gets, right? Early on, the way they were going up and down the field, I thought it was going to take 40 points to win the game. But it ends up 31-29. Bucks get the win. Brady, 32 of 50, four touchdowns. Two of them to Gronk. They've now combined for 100 touchdown passes in their careers. It's a massive number. Baltimore Ravens, they keep losing running backs. Although it's not limited to running backs anymore. They lost a corner, Marcus Peters. Running back Gus Edwards, that's a third running back to go down. And now you look at their depth chart and the former Cougar, briefly, Tyson Williams is at the top of the depth chart. Yeah, I think they're bringing back John Maddy. I don't think they're bringing back John Maddy, but that, that's a reach. That's way back in the day. John Maddy, that's 50 years ago, 50 years plus. But you got to go Colts. Right, to stay in Baltimore. There were yeah. no Ravens then. I get your point. Season-ending ACL tears there. So for Edwards, three Ravens running backs lost. Called in a bunch of guys. We'll see how that shakes out for them. The Pittsburgh Steelers agreed to terms with linebacker T.J. Watt. Four years, $112 million. $20 million, $28 million per year average makes Watt the highest paid defensive player in the NFL. Now, there are reports that his agents thought they could get more, but Watt overruled him, went into the office of the Steelers president, told him they had a deal, then excused himself and announced he had to go work out. Adam Schefter reporting that. You buying that story? You think an agent cooked something up to make the publicist look good, or it is what it is at face value? 
that's the difference. He's getting twenty-eight million dollars. <laughs> He's I mean, getting what? Who cares what the story is? Now the next guy, tell your agent, hey, I'm going to give you what money? You're going to give me what money? <laughs> that's multi-meaning there. That's a lot of cash. All right, this Sunday they will try to top that Buccaneers-Cowboys game. Will there be a better game all year? Sunday night football, prime time. It's the Bears and the Rams. CBS and Fox both have doubleheaders, so you got a lot of games to choose from. And if you're PK, you got the tickets, so you got them all to choose from. For free, no less. Packers and Saints is probably the best game that won't be on over-the-air TV. Uh, you know, I think opening game. weekend, they're all good. There's no game. You never that, know what storyline is going to yeah, jump there's, out. There's really no game that intrigues me more than the other. I mean, as the season progresses, obviously that'll be a significant difference. But for now, you pick a game. I could watch any game, and normally we would say Jacksonville. But now that they got Trevor Lawrence and Urban Meyer, <laughs> you that, gotta watch that's them too, on the right? list too because we have the connection to Urban Meyer, and we've watched Trevor Lawrence play for three years, and to see what he can do. You know, how good can he be? Because he was just stunningly great in college. Obviously, that's why he went number one. He would have been. Reminds me of Tim Duncan when Tim Duncan was playing. Remember, Jerry said, "When if Tim Duncan would have come out his first year, he would have been the number one pick, and the second year, and so forth and so on." It's the same thing with Trevor Lawrence, you know. But they had the rule, have the rule in the NFL as far as the three years, the NBA at the time he could have come, but uh, Duncan chose to stay, and I think that's because the Utes played them his uh, senior year. They had that thing uh, New Year's Eve, I think, at the Huntsman Center it was a big, big deal. And so it's the same type of principle. Trevor Lawrence, no matter when he chose to come out, once we saw him play as a freshman, he would have been the number one pick. So certainly I'm going to be wanting to watch him play and see how he does in the NFL. So for week one, pick a game, any game, any game, all of the games, as far as I'm concerned. Jets and Carolina. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> that's, the, that's the morning game on uh, Channel 2. Fox 13 is going to have Seattle, the Seahawks and the Colts in the morning. Yeah, anyone. Pick, pick a game. There's not a game that I could say, wow, I have zero interest in week one. Big, Baker ahead. Mayfield yeah. and Cleveland. Yeah, I mean, they were pretty good the last year. Kansas City. Well, Jeez. obviously. Yeah. I mean, I, that took my home. I don't know that it'll happen. I don't imagine, but that's not beyond the realm to think that could be an AFC title game right there. I mean, that wouldn't be shocking. No, it would the not. The Browns are on the come. Yep. So you could throw the, a dart at the NFL schedule and say, I'm going to focus in on this game, and when I throw it, I'd be fine. Broncos-Giants is a late game on Fox. Green Bay and New Orleans is going to most of the country, so that's where you'll find it on NFL ticket, PK. That's, that's the game. And then just channel surfing. See what catches, catches your eye. Yeah, they all will. NFL kicking off, and then the Bears and Rams Sunday night primetime on NBC. DJ and PK. I think just because we're familiar with, with each other, and, you know, me and my little brother play I think just because we're familiar with with each other, and you know, me and my little brother played here at BYU, and our oldest brother played at Utah, and so there's the family connection, there's the friends, and you know, there's a lot of guys on our team that know a lot of guys on their team, and so that's on the field, and then you go beyond the field and into households, and there's a lot of people that cheer for both, and there's a lot of people that have mixed families that go for one or the other school, so I think that makes it a lot more fun. You know, the bragging rights are the, are the, are the key here. We're looking to try to find ways to make our fans happy, and that as a coaching staff and 
as a, as a program and as a team, that's what we want to do. It is a lot different for a lot of reasons. First of all, we're not in the same conference anymore. That's been 11 years now. We don't play it every year. You know, we're taking two years off after this year. We've taken time off in the past, didn't play it last year, although that was extenuating circumstances. The timing of the game, you know, early in the season, typically a rivalry game is, is the last game of the season. So there's a lot of reasons why it, it has a different feel than it used to. We're playing this year, so we got to be ready to go. They're the head coaches on the nature of the rivalry game. 8-15 tomorrow night on ESPN, the Utes and the Cougars. Can the Utes make it 10 in a row, which would be the longest winning streak in the history of the rivalry? Both teams have had nine-game win streaks. I disagree with Kyle to an extent. All the different circumstances, that's leading up to the game. But when the game's on, the game is there. And it is just as intense as always. Uh, So leading up to it, I agree with him 100%. But when they play the game, there's just no doubt about it that the intensity is there. You can feel it in the crowd. It might take, I don't know that it will ever take, ever happen. It could take 100 years. But, you know, I was thinking about this. I have been to every rivalry game except uh, Lavelle Edwards' last game when I was actually the beat guy for <laughs> the Cougars that year. One time you think you'd really be there. Yeah, yeah. But they were, I was also Ute Basketball. Uh, much like Jay Drew is doing for the Desert News this year. And so they were playing in Puerto Rico on Thanksgiving Day, if you everybody remembers I Coach do. Edwards' last game. I was sitting in a hotel bed in Puerto Rico <laughs> watching that. But other than that, I've been to every single game since then and several before then. And when the game is played, I haven't noticed a difference. Maybe it might take another generation or two before the fans feel different because the fans – they're the ones, to a large extent, who make the game feel the same because the intensity and the electricity and all that stuff, all those things you can't really define, but when you're in the stadium, you can feel it. You can just feel that it's different. There's an excitement level that is a little higher, and I don't know that it'll ever go away. Maybe it will, but it's going to take a while because you still have so many fans. There's hundreds of thousands of fans who still remember the time that they were playing in the conference and all that stuff. Who still remember it was the last game of the season. But when the ball's in the air and the game is being played, the intensity, at least from my perspective, I haven't noticed a drop-off at all. And then the post-game celebration, I haven't noticed. Now, it's not you know when you win the Fiesta Bowl and everybody runs out on the field. But that could have been against anybody. It just so happened that it was against BYU. It could have been uh, Colorado. Well, I guess you can't uh, clinch the Rose Bowl bid in the regular season anymore. That's that's kind of a a downer, you know, because that's always been in the Pac-10. Like the Devils, the year that they went, the first time they went, they actually clinched before the last game. Mm -hmm. And that was a big, big deal. You won't get that because you got to play that. You got to get to the conference title game now. I call it the one-game playoff. Okay. All right, what are your predictions for the biggin? We will get to that coming up on our next segment. A lot of people on social media have already put their predictions down, and PK, this will shock you, but some of them have tried to be funny. Well, I mean, Some of them may have achieved that. Others, Their wives do think they're funny. I have to give them that. Others clearly have not. All right, DJ and PK. It's 90. Oh, one note. Uh, Gunnar Romney officially doubtful to play tomorrow night, according to Kalani Sataki, but I think we largely thought that anyway. DJ and PK. Hashtag Utah State. Aggies host North Dakota at Maverick Stadium. It's the home opener Saturday night, 7 o'clock on. Excuse me. 
Tonight, Friday night, their home opener. I thought you tri- tricked me there. No. CBS Sports Network yeah. tonight at 7 Crossed o'clock. The Aggie pregame show kicks off at 6 o'clock with Scott Gerrard on the call. Tonight, a Friday night game. North Dakota is good. Now, they're not North Dakota State, who's been just rolling out championship teams for a decade, it seems like. But North Dakota's still good. They've been in the FCS playoffs two years in a row. And they beat Idaho State in their season opener 35-14. Obviously, the Aggies are coming off the big end at Washington State. It'd be a big old letdown to mess this up, PK. Don't mess up your money game. Well, I can't watch it. I'll be at a little big town tonight but uh, at uh, the uh, Eccles Theater. But they'll have that thing. I'll catch it later. But, yeah, absolutely, they got to get that. And the thing about you ever you ever run across people from Montana and they did the, the uh, North Dakota man the, the it's such a it's those, the biggest game in town those football games those football teams are like BYU Utah here mm-hmm. uh, so I don't know that that means anything to the Aggies and as far as them losing this game I don't see it and it's important that they continue it because their conference schedule man they they get some good teams right off the bat in fact I think the schedule gets easier as the season progresses. So you want to be playing some good ball right now and get keep going because, and even, you know, you don't want to just win 19-16 or something. You know, it's important to have that momentum going forward uh, because of the schedule that they got early on. Uh, and I think this is, this is an important, I don't want to say tune-up because that's disrespecting to North Dakota. But I think it's a, an important momentum game because Blake Anderson's trying to build something. It was a resounding success in week one. The defense, I thought, was awesome. And obviously the offense did enough to get out of there with a win, particularly when they needed it the most. They came through. So I'm excited to see the progression of this team. And with the graduate, or not just the graduate, but the transfer portal now, teams can turn it around pretty quick. To your point about uh, you know the conference and the good tests early, they have Air Force yeah. next week, and Air Force is playing Navy, and it's on CBS. So if you're an Aggie fan, you want to do a little scouting Saturday afternoon. Now, haven't they struggled with Air Force? Yes, I think so. I think there's been some back and forth. I can look that series up for you, but I think there's been some back and forth in that series. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. You know, so we got every external factor in the world that is affecting our ability to maintain intensity, play the way we need to play, and practice the way we need to practice to improve. Yeah, that was the quote we were talking about yesterday. There he is. Just disgusted. Nick Saban gearing up for Mercer. I got nothing for you on this game. <laughs> All right, games you have something for. How about the Pac-12 and the Big Ten? Washington and Michigan, Oregon State. Excuse me, Oregon and Ohio State. Is the Pac-12 going to get humiliated, PK? They're going to at least get a split? Well, you got Colorado and A&M also. You do have Colorado and A&M, yes. Not Pac-12, Big Ten, but <clears throat> Pac-12, SEC. So I think there's low expectations for that game. I can argue I got low expectations for all three of those games if you want to look at them that way. And that's why I phrased the question the way I did. Are they going to get embarrassed? It's so difficult to say on the surface. I would say absolutely yes. But, you know, it's just one game. If it's three or four or five, it might feel differently. But one game, can they improve? Do they 
do they show a better effort, you know, because college football is funky in that you just pound against each other for three weeks and then you get out there and you play. And so slow starts, sluggishness and all that stuff, how much of that was it or how much of these teams that are overhyped and maybe they're not as good? I'm not ready to draw uh, definitive conclusions yet. Uh, Ohio State, you know, they looked little, I don't want to say sluggish because that's disrespecting Minnesota, but when they had to turn it on, they looked prolific, man. Their, their, their speed is just overwhelming, the quarterbacks and, and these programs now. What's cool about these programs, not always, because you had Georgia and Clemson was a snooze fest, right? It was a 10-3. to 3. Mm-hmm. But what's cool about these programs that in years past when it would just be, we're just going to dominate you defensively and run the ball, it was kind of boring, but that's not the case now. They got high-flying athletes all over the field so they can have these massive big plays, explosive plays, and the quarterbacks can get in there and look like NFL guys when before, years ago, it didn't seem like that would happen very much, particularly with the uh, you know, Ohio State. And we know the teams with the, the running offense and all that, the three yards and the dust and blah, blah, blah. Well, that's not the case. So Oregon and... and, and uh, Washington, they're going to have to match these guys. They're going to have to play a lot better. I, I think they will, though. I feel pretty good about them feeling playing better. I don't know if it's good enough to win, particularly in Oregon's, Oregon's case. case, right? Uh, there are four games matching Pac-12 schools against Power 5 opponents, and the Pac-12 is the underdog in every game. Washington's a 7-point underdog in Michigan. Cal's an 11.5-point underdog at TCU. Oregon is a 14-and-a-half-point underdog at Ohio State, and Colorado is a 17-point underdog at home to Texas a But you're also forgetting BYU and Utah because BYU is a Power 5 team as of this morning. As of, what do you think, two hours the official announcement? Three hours the official announcement? This morning, and they'll, they'll tell you what they're going to do. I don't, I don't know if they're going to tell you what they're going to do officially with BYU TV if they've got that. You know, obviously they've been in talks as far as they want to utilize that, and why wouldn't they? The West Coast Conference did it on a smaller level. So why wouldn't the big, the new configured Big 12? Of course, it only makes sense, right? BYU needs to offer that up, and that's an, that's an advantage. So I don't know what levels of third-tier rights, how they're going to handle all that stuff. I don't know if they'll have that announcement in great detail, but certainly it'll be a part of the, the package that only just makes common sense. Uh, so it's not official, but in a sense, since we can't play the game for another two years after this year, Let's go Big 12, Pac-12 right now. <laughs> and and, it, and it, I think it is something that, uh, particularly if Utah loses, I'm not so sure they can, the Pac-12 can get a lot of credit in this game, but if they lose, they could take a big hit. Particularly if the other games that you just mentioned don't go their way. If you're sitting there and you lose those other four games that you mentioned mm-hmm. and BYU finds a way to win, I mean, that's a major knock against the conference. You can't deny it. Yeah, uh, completely. Whereas if they win, but the other teams lose, it doesn't generate as much buzz. You know what I mean? Well, no, the story will be the other four losing. And, and then anything else that happens, if anybody else in the conference loses, it'll be added to the pot, to the stew. Well, I know, but not lose. I'm talking about winning. I, I think you take bigger, a bigger hit if Utah loses combined with those others losing as opposed to if those others lost and Utah won. Because then you would just look at it, oh, you're 1-4, 1-5. That's still not good enough. 
Whereas if Utah wins and the other teams win too, which I don't think is going to happen, I don't think it's going to be a sweep by any stretch, then, wow, as bad as the North was in week one, that would be a major comeback in week two. Oregon and Ohio State, 10 a.m. game on Big Fox, Texas A&M and Colorado following that on, uh, on Big Fox. Stanford and USC, the conference opener, will be on Fox, on Big Fox, at the same time that BYU and Utah are playing on ESPN. So, Computer time. Phone time. Right. Uh, and Washington, Michigan is primetime on ABC. I wish I could say I have a big phone like you did with TV. Yep. You'll work on it. No, I don't. I, don't well, I, I, I need Verizon and I need the techies. I can't work on it. I can't get a big phone. They don't exist. Weaver State and Dixie State, 8 o'clock. That's on ESPN+. Plus. You can stream that, too. Just get it. Just be surrounded by like a half dozen computers. It would be great. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. 3-2. Guerrero swings and he skies one. Out to deep right field. Judge back at the wall. He turns around. It's gone! An opposite field moonshot. From Vladimir Guerrero Jr., his 42nd home run of the season, RBI number 100. Zimmerman, the first baseman, well behind the bag, the pitch. Swung on, line to left field, base hit, Braves win. Jock Peterson with the game winner. Highlights from a light night on the Major League Baseball schedule. Light day on the Major League Baseball schedule. Toronto, though, won their eighth in a row. Throwing themselves right into the wild card mix. They beat the Yankees 6-4. The Jays, the Red Sox, and the Yankees, three teams in the AL East, battling for those two spots. And Vlad Guerrero, PK, 42 homers, 100 ribbies. I mean, you knew he was going to get to 100 ribbies, but there it is. Nice round number. Oh, he's, he's no show. Yeah. He's no Shohei Otani. That's the only thing, though. He doesn't pitch. Uh, At the plate, so he's what? everything you want. Yeah, he's just a great, great young kid, too. He's got a Hall of Fame career ahead of him if he keeps this up. The startling stat in baseball that only baseball can come up with. You know, the obviously, since they've won eight in a row, they swept the Yankees four straight. It's the first time since 1924 that the Yankees have not led in a four-game series. <laughs> At no point did they ever lead. Wire to wire, huh? Every yeah, game. Yeah, and it's the first, 1924. That's what baseball can do for you because it's so old. You can go back that far. 97 it's just, years. Yeah, it's it's absolutely amazing. And I think it was the first Yankees uh, sweep of the Blue Jays, uh, 2003. The Jays yeah. sw- haven't swept the Yankees since 03. The first four-game sweep of the Yankees in the Bronx since 2003. Okay. Bo Bichette, who is the son of Dante, who's a very good player, was only four years old. But he was the star of the show in Thursday. He, he had three hits. Yeah, absolutely. And, and they need a little offense because Springer has been injured. Okay, but there aren't that many four-game series for the Jays in the Bronx. I mean, you uh, might go in for a two-game series. They? I don't think they have to play one every year. Oh, I don't know. All right. Bees and the Dodgers. Bees open the series with a 12-8 loss to Oklahoma City. Teams play again tonight. 6.30 Smith's ballpark. There might be fireworks tonight. SLBs.com or listen to the game here on 97.5 The Zone with the On Deck Circle pregame show at 6.20. 
And we'll be giving away bees tickets this morning, PK. Uh, Look at those. Uh, let's see, yeah. Uh, uh, Post Game Fireworks presented by Larry H. Miller Dealerships tonight. All right. DJ and PK. Hashtag RSL. And speaking of sweeps, LAFC trying to sweep RSL. They won here in Utah. They beat them in L.A. The uh, game in L.A. was 2-1, to one, but they really dominated. Uh, David Cho was great in goal, or that would have been re- really would have really gotten out of hand. And he's been injured, but he is, I think, expected back for this one. I think it's more, you won't know until he gets through warm-ups, but it seems more likely than not that he'll be playing in this one. Aaron Herrera, though, is out. Yellow card accumulation, he's suspended, so RSL will be shorthanded there as LAFC goes for the win. LAFC actually, three, despite those two wins, three points behind RSL in the playoff race. Well, Pablo has got a friend in me. <laughs> I, I heard from RSL people after that interview. <laughs> there were multiple staffers listening. <laughs> I actually got one text. I love Jack in the Box. <laughs> <laughs> really got to the heart. It wasn't of that. about the food at Jack in the Box. It was <laughs> yeah. how that was the place where we hung out. Everybody hung out because you meant to at meet, that point yeah. it was the edge of town. There was nothing around, and that was a place to go. And there was a parking lot. There was an old Yellow Front store. I don't know if you remember the store's I Yellow Front. I do remember yeah. Yellow Front. What were uh, they? Were they uh, like a Kmart type of thing? Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah, I do. Yeah. And so there was a part. There was a store there. So it was in a big parking lot in the Jack in the Box was, it was there. The it's still there. Everything else has changed a thousand times over, but the Jack in the, the box, box is still there. I have no idea if they hang out. I also wanted to ask him if he knew the coach who play, who coached at Cactus High School because they had won eight state titles. Well, uh, we'll have him on again. Yeah, because that was my, my the best man at my wedding, as you know. I do. Uh, but we ran out of time because I'm guessing that he was aware yeah, you would think he'd be aware on some level. Yeah. He would know. Being an Arizona guy, he would know. Yeah, and that that school would have been maybe six, seven miles to the west. Yeah. All right, well, we'll talk about that with him next time we have him on. RSL and LAFC, it's a Sunday night game, 8.30, the first kick. And that'll be the first of three games in seven days for RSL, so they're going to have to rotate through guys and use all the subs and all that. All right, DJ and PK, What is Trending, brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There's no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up, David Locke, his weekly visit, brought to you by the Murdoch Auto Group. And we're at Murdoch He's Hyundai. He's the big man and himself. Blake walking in on cue. <laughs> oh, my. Way to hit your mark, man. Your timing is impeccable. <laughs> we say Murdoch, and you just blow right through the door. Uh, we're going to have to talk to him about Big 12 basketball. I, I expect he's a little excited about that. Yeah. All right, David Locke will be here at 8 o'clock, and Brian Keel, former BYU linebacker at 9 o'clock, right here on 87.5 and 1280 The Zone. The Big Show. The Big Show. With Jake Scott and Gordon Monson. BYU legend. Rob Morris, what do you think has to happen for this streak to come to an end Saturday night? What does BYU have to do to win? I think it's going to take a big game from the new quarterback from Hall. He's going to have to make some plays with his feet. Turnovers are obviously huge, but you can't get behind quick. you got to be in the game all the time. In these rivalry games, I think they're a little more magnified than a normal game when they get emotional and when the momentum swings and the other guys get rolling, it can be tough to stop them in a rivalry game. So I think that's the key for BYU is some big plays, turnovers, 
Warriors. I mean, that sounds like the key to winning every game. But in the rivalry games, you got to keep it close or get a big lead. Catch the Big Show weekdays from 2 to 7. Presented by Big O Tires. The team you trust. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. DJ PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Did you hear that, Blake? I'm not going to do that. Just for you. I'm going to do that later. Okay. You. You're welcome. <laughs> Blake Murdoch is here. We're broadcasting live from MurdochHyundai.com. I was just told to do a read for another car dealership. I mean, we're going to do it. Hey, they're great guys, too. It. You know, okay. so it's all good. All right. Uh, we're at 452 South Linden Park Drive, Linden, Utah. Murdoch Hyundai. MurdochHyundai.com online. And Blake is here, and we haven't been here in a long time. You just said it's been too long. It has been way too long. Man, what a, what a wild two years. Almost two years now. Right? So. How come we look older and you don't? <laughs> that is an excellent question. Well, because I'm staring into the sun and can barely even see him right That's there. why I switched to the side here. <laughs> That's right. So uh, before we talk uh, sports with you, because we're going to talk sports awesome. with you, uh, the car business is just thank you. You're the best. Uh, I have a human, a human sunscreen right now. Uh, I am curious, the car industry, we've heard. I, I didn't know. I drove past, ironically, the dealership that I'm, I just didn't mention. Uh, just being downtown, driving to work, and I looked over, and they had no cars. Yeah. And it shocked me, which was a stupid thing to be shocked by because I work at a news station. We literally reported, well, there aren't many cars. There's chip issues. Yeah. But it was still stunning to see this lot that I've driven by a lot of times. It's usually full of cars. And there was empty concrete all over the place. And then there were a handful of cars in the corner of the lot. I, yeah. mean, I don't know what there were, 10 or 20 or whatever. But I'm used to there being 100. Yeah. Used so to, I mean, you're used to being like probably crazy. 400. But. Oh, really? Okay. I don't even know. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, is, it is wild. I think people would be interested to know specifically about the auto industry. Yeah. What, what happened? People are saying, why, why all of a sudden can't chips be manufactured enough to, to build cars? Well, essentially what happened is back in March of 2020, when the pandemic really hit hard, mm-hmm. Almost every single car dealership called their manufacturer and said, please don't send us any more cars. We don't know what's going to happen. We were kind of buckling down like it was going to be the recession again, 08, 09. Everybody was reliving that in their mind and, and preparing themselves. Well, then all the manufacturers said, we can't afford to be closed. So they put on the most crazy incentives that the car business has ever seen. And that was April, May uh, of 2020. So dealers are selling more cars than they had ever sold last year uh, at the beginning of the, uh, in the spring. So they went back. So what, what had happened was when the dealers told the manufacturers, don't send us any cars, the manufacturers went to their suppliers and said, we're canceling our orders. So they canceled all of the chip orders. Well, with everybody working from home, laptops, tablets, phones, all of those things that take a lot of chips, they bought up all of that available inventory. And three months later, the auto manufacturers went back to their suppliers and said, okay, we actually need them. And they said, sorry, they're gone. So now there has been this backlog for a year and a half. And the way it looks is that it's going to be through 2023 from everything that we're hearing. Now, as you drove in, you mentioned we have a big sign out that says, yeah, I saw yes, the sign. we have cars. I saw the sign and I thought of driving past the empty lot. Yeah. yeah. So, so the, the, the one benefit we have that we were really fortunate is, is being a Hyundai dealer. Hyundai being uh, headquartered out of South Korea. They have partnerships with Samsung um, and a few chip manufacturers. And because Hyundai's their biggest customer, they've been able to stay ahead of the chip shortage better than any manufacturer out there. So that, that has been a real benefit for 
people who who want to buy a Hyundai, and uh, we're, we've been fortunate enough to to have vehicles. Now we don't have the amount we used to have. I mean, typically you'd come to this lot and there'd be 500 new Hyundais sitting out there. Really? Right now there's about 100, but with that, we're getting between 200 to 250 a month coming in. Uh, Because there's not a huge selection, almost all of those vehicles that are inbound are pre-sold. So what I would say to anybody who is interested in buying a vehicle, who needs a vehicle, regardless of the maker model, you need to go to uh, the dealership, preferably here, (laughs) <laughs> or any, any one of our locations, and uh, and see what is inbound. Put a deposit on a car that's coming in because if you want to go to the, to a dealership and drive home with a car that day, it's going to be tough. So that that's yeah. kind of the 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 situation the, that we're in. That's the story. Okay, I like hearing that. I was kind of curious about filling in the gaps there. Yeah. Uh, Murdoch from uh, Logan to Linden is right. the tagline. Yes, yep. from Logan to Linden. And where in between? So uh, up in Logan, we have Volkswagen, Hyundai, and a mm-hmm. full-line GM. Uh, so Chevy, Cadillac, Buick, GMC. Uh, at our kind of mother ship, uh, our Bountiful store, which is Chevrolet. We've been there since 1982. And then our Hyundai dealership in Murray. And, of course, down here in Linden, we have uh, Hyundai and Genesis. All right. There it is. All right, so that's the and so we're on remote here today. Yeah. So typically you do this twice an hour and come in. So that's that. But I know we both want to talk sports. You got one sports question you want to hit him with to start off. Ready and yeah. Is your team going to win tomorrow? <laughs> so I don't know which team you have. That's why. I'm that, that, that's a good question. It was a so, loaded question. So another another brief story. Sorry, I'm I'm talking so much. Um, my dad played football at BYU in the seventies. Uh, was a linebacker, was coached by Fred Whittingham. If you talk to my dad, he'll tell you Fred Whittingham changed his life and, uh, you know, attributes his success. So even though he's a BYU guy, does that mean he has intense loyalty to Kyle because of the importance of Fred in his life? So the plot thickens. Uh (laughs) After my dad uh, finished playing football, he was a grad assistant and coached Kyle. And because of their – and because of – just the family relationship. He he and Kyle have been dear friends forever and ever. So, yes, our 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 family is split. Even though my dad played at BYU, he is intensely loyal to Kyle. Uh, and then you know my brother Ben played basketball at BYU, and he's not loyal to anything red. So, <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah, it is. Uh, um, it's. Uh, we're, I think we're one of those families that genuinely cheers for both schools to do really well. I think when they're playing each other, it probably leans a little blue. So, I don't know. I don't know if this is the year or not. They both they both look they look, both look pretty good. So, so given that you do have so much blue in the family, even though there's some red too, the Big Twelve news. Yeah. And given your family's basketball, because you yeah. played you played high school basketball, your yep. brother played college basketball thought of the Big 12 coming to Provo for football is exciting, and the thought of it coming for basketball, it, it's Baylor's really exciting. champs, and Kansas is a legendary program, yeah. and K-State, Oklahoma State, and Iowa State, and Texas oh, Tech. Oh, come on. They've all had their you know, I see nothing better than that Portland and Pacific. <laughs> San Francisco. San Francisco, yeah. 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 You yeah. missed the Pepperdine road trip, though. <laughs> That's right. You know you missed that. There's, there's nothing like, uh, you know, looking forward to Gonzaga and then losing to San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, it, it, it is exciting uh, for, for the Cougar fans. To, of the prospect of, of the Big 12 being here. And I think it's exciting for the Big 12. I mean, I saw, I saw a thing yesterday where uh, the capacity of, of stadiums for football and uh, basketball, it would be the biggest in, in the conference in both, both venues. So it's pretty cool. Excellent. All right. Well, as always, 
Good to see you. Great to see you, too. And don't drive down to Murdoch Hyundai just to buy a car. Drive down and order a car, Yep. or you're going to end up in a line that you really don't or want. Or order two. Yeah. Okay. We, we actually, <laughs> I, more than probably any, any uh, new car dealer in the state of Utah right now, I think we have more inventory than anybody. So you, you might be pleasantly surprised uh, for some of the really hot product, the Palisades, the, the new hybrid products that are coming out. You know, there's a little bit of a wait for those. But uh, if, you get on, if you get on the list early, then it'll, it'll come quicker than you think. So. All right. And you've got over 1,000 pre-owned vehicles. We do. Yeah, throughout the group. And obviously, huge, huge need for uh, vehicles regardless. And so, great selection there. All right. Well, good to see you, Blake. Great to see you, too. All Thanks right. for being here. And, you, and you'll be on again in like 20 minutes. So All right. Sounds go, good. Don't go too far. Okay. All right. Blake Murdoch, join us. We are live here at MurdochHyundai.com. And the question that PK just asked him is a question we've asked all of you. What are your predictions for the big one? Yeah, we need to tell people, too, and we are at the Linden Hyundai, and we've got some jazz gear, and I should put a hat on so you can rip it off my head. Yes, we haven't done that in a while. Yeah. Megan has set up some stuff here on the table. I'm looking at different sets of hats, T-shirts, and then we've got uh, vouchers for the bees, and what I got, I got uh, like two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight of them, I think, and the Ford Zone vouchers. Now, that uh, is uh, all you can eat, too, and they expire on the 14th. And tonight's fireworks. So if you want to come down, we can give you, give you them. So show up. And then, of course, DJ, he won't hug because of COVID, but you'll feel it in his heart. <laughs> okay. I'll project. Yeah. I mean, he's that kind of guy. And you'll, you'll know the love is there, <laughs> even though the physical contact won't be. The predictions. Oh, there's some bold ones here. Barry is a BYU fan. I'd love for the Cougars to break the streak. I just don't see it happening this year, though. While Roger says BYU by 21. 21? Whoa, man, that would be stunning. BYU in a blowout. Wow, I, yeah. When's the last time they've blown out Utah? Cotton Bowl team, 96. That's it? Yeah. Back 25 years. 25 years the last time they hammered them? Yeah. Everything else is is dramatic, last second, overtime. And I didn't see that game. The 96 game? I had a very good reason. I thought you'd only missed one since you moved to town. No, no, no. I said since 2000. Oh, okay. Basketball got in the way on that one, too. Oh, really? And it was a, a mighty fine trip, I might add. I was on a plane to the Maui Invitational. Well, Thanksgiving, if you're basketball, you're tropical, right? Where were you for Lavelle's last game? Was that Puerto Rico? Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Sitting so, in a yeah. hotel in nice. Puerto Rico. So you're, you're hitting all the, all the vacation spots, all the, all the tropical beaches. Good work. Yeah, the big man liked that tournament. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I bet he did. Everybody likes that tournament. <laughs> we had to go to Maui, and it sucked. Said no college basketball I think I went with them ever. three times. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and once with BYU? Once with BYU, yes, in, in got, 04. Yeah, four trips. Good work. You win again. Yeah. So they haven't had a blowout since – BYU has not had a blowout victory since 96. They haven't had any win since 2009. And that was when you baited Max Hall into that outburst. After the game. Yeah, you baited Max Hall in that postgame outburst. And then what happened? Mom came after you? At the Vegas Bowl, Mrs. Hall – I was doing work for Channel 2. Right. You're on the field doing post-game interviews? Yes. And, Holding and, the mic? Yeah. Asking and, questions? And it's dark, but we have the light. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm just going around getting, getting interviews on the field. 
and she came up to me and let me have it. She was wrong. <laughs> you have been vindicated, and we have proof. Next, stay tuned. It's game week for the Utes, and the Zone Sports Network is getting you ready for kickoff. For the first time in two years, it's rivalry week. Kyle Whittingham and the Utes look to make it 10 in a row against the Cougars as the Utes head to Provo for another showdown with BYU. Your home for the best Holy War coverage is right here on the Zone Sports Network. From Monday morning to the post-game press conference, nobody brings you better coverage of Ute football. You ready? Yeah! Than 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah, my pride and joy. This week's Las Vegas Raiders game against the Baltimore Ravens is brought to you by America First Credit Union, the exclusive home of the official Raiders debit card. All the same great features and benefits now with the silver and black. Learn more at AmericaFirst.com slash Raider. Yeah, the Raiders, man. What a morning. You got the University of Cincinnati president. It's a beautiful morning to be a Bearcat. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're they Cincinnati put, yeah. Bearcats. Yeah. yeah, they've got the Big 12 logo under it's like Cincinnati. A yeah. So, my friends, it's happening. As I told you, as we told you weeks ago, BYU is going to the Big 12. It is a done deal. It will occur. I don't know how BYU is going to choose to announce it, but it is done. A new day is dawning on BYU athletics. I believe it's a very exciting day for the Division 1 football! (laughs) It's the Big 12! I'm glad I thought of that. I'm glad Dan Hawkins did that years ago. I know. Dan Hawkins, you were just a man ahead of your time, weren't you? I wish it was at another time, not the morning of BYU-Utah, the day before, anyway, on a Friday. Don't but, don't need it today. No, we're good. No. This is overkill. Yeah, uh, but we'll talk about it in the weeks to come, and they'll have some more information. I don't know when they're going to start. I told there's a possibility of football next season. Uh, basketball, maybe down the line a year or two. They'll have, I'm sure they'll have all that information. I, I didn't want to bug my guys to get all the nitty-gritties because then they'll say, quit bugging me all the time. Mm-hmm. But the basic information we've had for weeks now, and it is going to happen, and it's an exciting time. And, and what better way for the BYU football people to win? I mean, I don't know if they're going to do it, but... Uh, if you're looking for any form of motivation, this is the first time or last time you're going to play them uh, for two years, and and this is a sort of now you're an unof- you're officially an unofficial member of the Big Twelve. This will be your last game as an independent. Yeah, I would think by by the time oh, they play sure. yeah, again, yeah, yeah, no question, they're going to move up the date on these exits. This is not going to linger. Well, I think BYU will be in anyway. Yeah, because they can go in the West Coast Conference. Understood. Uh, yeah. And J. Drew talked about, I saw a thing he had in the D-News, that the contracts that they had is uh, get them out uh, with uh, P5 uh, conference affiliations. If there was at least four teams that were from the P5, well, the Big 12 hits it. I mean, the Big 12 with Oklahoma and Texas isn't the same, but I still think it's plenty good enough for the Cougars. Absolutely, yeah. But. So I yelled before the break. I remember once upon a time you yelled for me, Vindication! After the Kevin O'Connor story lingered for six months and then the trip wrote that he'd moved to the other coast. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Come on, Yuck. Come on, <laughs> Yuck. 
<laughs> You've been vindicated. You're DJ, Derek Jeter. You've been vindicated by Max Hall himself. You didn't bait Max. He was ready to go, and he knew when he walked in the room he was going to go. I knew he was ready to go. Here's Max. I definitely was still seeing red going into that press conference, and I think I remember even apologizing to Duff as I was walking in there. I just said, hey, Duff, I apologize in advance. And he, oh, that he was tried. the other thing oh, I was going to ask. That's legendary. See, I, I, I thought that was like an urban legend. I didn't know that yet actually happened. I'd heard that somewhere that you had said you had given Duff a heads up that it was going to get real, but I didn't know if yeah. that was going to be my next question, if that actually happened. Yeah, I did say that. I didn't know what was going to come out of my mouth, to be honest with you. Um, I just know I was still fired up and that's what ended up coming out there it is mrs hall owes you oh it's okay an apology no she doesn't okay look at you take the high road you're the man max went on to say this happened in the moment and that's what that's what he said he said the thing he regretted the most he was really mad at the fans but what he regretted the most was going after the whole universe. Oh, so what? The whole interview's up. You can go here to 1280thezone.com or wherever you get podcasts. Yeah, it was a good interview. He was, really, he was really good. Max Hall was an emotional dude. Max Hall survived at a high level based on guts. He wasn't the biggest. He didn't have the biggest arm, blah, blah, blah. He got to where he played based on his innards. He was just yep. a tough-minded guy, and that's how he succeeded, and so he let it out. Come on. Big deal. whoop de doo DJ and PK, we're broadcasting live from Murdoch Hyundai right now. They've got over 1,000 pre-owned vehicles here. They also have new vehicles arriving every day, and they invite you to come on down and check out the all-new 2022 Santa Cruz and... For over 95 years, Utah has trusted the Murdoch Auto Group with quality vehicles and great customer service. they got a five-day exchange. They've got car washes for life, three-month, 30,000-mile warranty on those 1,000 pre-owned vehicles. And they got dealerships from Logan to Linden covering the Wasatch Front. Check them out online at MurdochHyundai.com or here in Linden. We're here all morning. Jazz gear to give away, 452 South Linden Park Drive in Linden, right off the 1600 North off-ramp. It's Real quick, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone and David Locks coming up next.